0: What is up, everybody? Don't change your dials. That's right. It's your boy Depuma, anchoring the uh, the the Pro Football Radio podcast this week. Uh, The captain of the ship, uh, Jay Chiba. He's actually on short-term injured reserve. Uh, He's got a bit of a cold, uh, so he's trying to battle that back. uh, You know, fend off the illness with uh, Theraflu, which uh, was my savior over the weekend. But have no fear, myself. And our senior contributor, senior NFL angel, uh, analyst Eric Burgess, aka the is on the pod to bring you your listening pleasure this week. Burge, how are you doing? It's gonna be—it's gonna be great. It's just gonna be me and you on this pod for the first time in PFR podcast history, and I believe this is episode 100. So, what—what what a way to put an exclamation point on this! How you doing today?
1: <laughs> oh, dude, I'm doing great. You know, it's—it's it's fun to actually get. Re- Get to record uh, just you and I, the the old DW college buddies, getting to uh, oh yeah come at you here. Uh, it's a bummer, Jay couldn't be around for the big one hundred uh, episode. You know, we've we've been kind of talking about this offline for quite some time, and uh, yeah, it's just a bummer. So you know, just all you know, hopefully uh, Jay gets gets better quick, and uh, we can uh, we can resume normalcy next week.
0: Yeah, but don't don't worry, J- Jay will have a couple other nicknames for uh, for Bill Belichick for for next week. He'll, he'll pop it off like a piñata to celebrate the belated 100th episode of the pod.
1: Can I Can I just say it's going to be nice to not have to argue tonight over <laughs> stupid nicknames? Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right now. No offense, Jay, but I'm actually kind of relieved that I, I don't have to listen to the Bella Fraud saga for one <laughs> the, week here. Put it you're in on it a for good a space. You're in a good space. <laughs> yeah. It's safe.
0: It's fine. Yeah. But, um, you know, all all kidding aside, Birch, all kidding aside, so, you know, the, the quick rundown of the podcast, people, is we're going to talk about the, uh, the trade deadline uh, and, you know, some of the moves that were made, some of the moves that weren't made, and we all know where I'm going to go with the trade deadline today. Then we're going to break down some of the games on the slate. Going to talk about the New England Patriots on the road against the Carolina Panthers. The Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Cleveland Browns and another AFC North rivalry matchup. The Green Bay Packers going against the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans versus the Los Angeles Rams. But before we get to all that. We got to get to a little bit of a serious subject today. So mm-hmm. during the day, uh, if you weren't following the Twitter feeds and the news on ESPN or NFL Network, uh, Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs III, he was involved in a major car accident at about 340 in the morning uh, you know Pacific time uh, with, uh, with his girlfriend in the car. It, his, uh, his Corvette crashed into a RAV4 uh, doing a high rate of speed. Uh, unfortunately the uh the driver in the other vehicle died uh and his girlfriend's in serious condition uh and as of as of right now henry ruggs has been booked for a dui that resulted in a in a loss of life um so in nevada he's potentially looking at a jail term between two years to 20. so Berge, I know we were talking all of us we were talking offline a lot as the news slowly started to trickle in. What was I mean what was your immediate reaction because I was in a state of shock. I, I couldn't believe it.
1: No, I was there with you. I know we were we were you know going back and forth on Twitter about it uh, just just watching these, these reports come in and you know when I first saw the vehicles of that accident without knowing it was actually him those were the rumors at the rumor stage where it was flying around that it was mm-hmm. his car but we had no confirmation on it. Those cars, I did. If I didn't know that people walked away from that or got got out of that alive, I would have been. I would have been like, "You're you're joking with me? Like this is no way somebody got out of that." Those cars were absolutely destroyed, yep. and I mean, the fact that that rugs ended up remaining on scene with non life threatening injuries with with the police when this happened was was just kind of mind boggling. After seeing those wreck that wreckage. Um, Obviously, the report—you know, TMZ—I think had it first to confirm that that it was him involved. Uh, shortly after that, the the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department came out and said that they were going to be arresting Henry Ruggs for the uh, the DUI resulting in a death. Uh, all around, just an absolutely tragic situation. Uh, no matter how you look at it, uh, obviously for the young twenty—I think it was a twenty-three-year-old woman who who died uh, in this crash. So you know, obviously, our our hearts and, and thoughts go out to her family. Um, and then obviously, you got a twenty-two-year-old kid who made an absolutely dumb, stupid decision to get behind the wheel of a car and drive in the state that you know is being reported he was in. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's tough to tough tough to hear it, tough to see those pictures, and you know, it's it's just tragic all around.
0: Yeah, I mean that's I, I I couldn't believe it, and you know when the reports started coming out. You know, I think I assumed the worst. I thought, you know, Henry Ruggs was the victim of like he was on the receiving end. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think he was the one that was doing the you know, the driving under the influence. I thought maybe he was wrong place, wrong time. And then I saw the pictures of the cars and I immediately thought back to. Uh, last week when the Raiders played uh, the Eagles and, you know, you saw Ruggs and Devonta Smith do their old, you know, college celebration on the field. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, like, did this kid die? Like he was at, he was having a great season. He seemed to really be coming around. And then you start to hear the reports of he was under the influence. And then that's when I started, I started getting pissed. Obviously I felt horrible for the, the, the person that died in the crash. And then I started getting pissed because um, Craig Carton of WFAN, he brought this up because he's got, you know, he's got sources in the league every year, the NFL and the NFL PA, they hand out a card mm-hmm. and it has a phone number for essentially <clears throat> no questions asked. If, you, if you're in a state where you can't drive, you can't operate a vehicle safely. You just call this number. They have car services and limo services in every city in the country. You call this number, they'll hook you up, they'll bring you home, no questions asked. Like, you live in Las Vegas, so if you didn't want to call the NFL number, you could have called an Uber. Like, nobody's going to give a shit. I think the Uber driver would have been happy to have Henry Ruggs and his girlfriend in the backseat of the car. Mm -hmm. And the fact of the matter that he did this is just idiotic, it's stupid, lives are ruined, he is going to be going to jail for a very long time. Who knows what's going to happen with the girlfriend? I hope she pulls through. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just just like, you know, you need to – this should be a lesson to anybody in the NFL. And this should really be a lesson to anybody, period. And, and Burge, I'm not going to go holier than thou. I did stupid shit when when Mm -hmm. I was younger, when I shouldn't have drove. And I'll never forget this. I saw a a commercial during uh, Christmas maybe three years ago of, like, a DUI accident. And, brother, you want to talk about scared straight? I was never an Uber fan or a Lyft guy because I always thought like I was going to end up in a ditch dying somewhere. Brother, ever since then, I'm like, I don't care. We're getting the Lyft. We're getting the Uber. I don't give a shit. Pride can take a back seat. I'm not going to jail. I'm not freaking killing anybody. Mm -hmm. But ipso facto. And this should really be a lesson for the league. And I really hope the NFLPA... Um, does something about this uh, for each player rep for each team to sit down with these guys and as much as like an eye-rolling experience it might be to have like a, a you know a powerpoint on what you should do if you're in a state where you can't operate a vehicle like lives have been ruined man like don't don't throw everything away because pride got in the way and you wanted to get home in your corvette
1: no, I totally agree with you on all that. And, you know, I saw something that came out earlier today, too, that Henry Ruggs, you know, I think it was in high school, he lost his best friend to a car accident. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you go through something like that, you, you think that, you know, that might get through to somebody, that, hey, I'm not going to mess around with the car, with vehicles and stuff, you know, all that. I, apparently that, didn't, that wasn't the case here. Um, you know, he's living in a well let's call it this it's Sin City you know he's got a lot of money and he kind of probably had that invincibility feeling going on Yeah. and who knows maybe he was showing off for his girlfriend I, I, I honestly I don't know I'm kind of speculating here a bit but just at the, at the end of the day this is just an absolutely tragic tragic situation for you know you know all parties involved because of just one uh, a dumb kids dumb stupid decision
0: Yep. yeah now, real quick before we move to the trade deadline, I mean, Burge, I mean, this team, as if it didn't face enough controversy and uphill <laughs> battles with John Gruden and, and now Henry Ruggs. like, where do you think this team goes from here? I mean, we saw, like, after Gruden, it was a galvanizing moment that, you know, they were able to go out and, and, and win, a, win a football game and win handedly against the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, where do you, where does this team go from here? They're in a playoff race. They're leading the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs are on life support. The Chargers have come down to earth. Like what what do you think
1: happens now? Honestly, I mean, losing the coach is one thing. But at that point, you you know, you had your team full of brothers in there that that could kind of rally around each other to uh, you know, you know, kind of uplift the, the whole organization. This whole situation, I think could have a really bad negative impact on the locker room we're going to really see the test of the you know the the veteran leadership in that locker room you know in these coming weeks here to see if they can hold it together because not only are they going to be upset at the victim who passed away here but you know you, you they there's no doubt in my mind they're going to feel for their teammate because everything is changing in this this he's a 22 year old kid he's he's still a kid and mm-hmm. his whole life based on this decision is going to be completely altered, ruined, you know they're going to they're going to they're going to feel they're going to feel something for that, you know, regardless of, you know, it being his fault. So uh, we're, we're really going to see a test. I mean, I think if you had a veteran head coach like a John Gruden still there that it might might be able to um to rein it in and, and kind of keep pushing forward. Uh but given th- given that that already happened and now this, I i have a really hard time uh you know you know, seeing them continue on the pace that they're going on that they were cool. going on prior to this
0: right right i'm with you i mean i said this uh with jay when we did the the john gruden emergency pod i'm like you know this could obviously it's going to go one of two ways it's either going to be a galvanizing moment or this is going to be a, a, an event that's going to crater the season mm-hmm. now i kind of lean towards it's going to galvanize the locker room just because we saw, you know, Steve Bistaccia, the interim head coach, he's been in the league for a long time. Regardless of the fact that he's a John Gruden dude, uh, but you look at the the veteran leadership under Derek Carr, and then you have, you know, you have um, Darren Waller, who's really emerged as a leader, mm-hmm. and on the defensive side of the football, Max Crosby, Carl Nasib, Like, I, I think there is the foundation there where they can circle the wagons and, and pull themselves together one more time and, and go forward, but. I mean, whatever, at this point, anything could happen for the Raiders. I mean, Locust could probably inundate the Death Star on, on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be surprised because it's almost like a, a black cat went under the, the ladder at this organization in, in the new stadium this year because whatever could have happened has happened, and I just – I just hope for the team they're able to rally together and move forward because this this is an exciting squad. We're, we're going to get possibly some new blood in the AFC West, and uh, it just sucks. I, it, ugh, ugh. I hope it's a galvanizing moment.
1: I mean, if there's if there's ever a moment for an underperforming, bad Kansas City Chiefs team to to, to weasel their way into a division title, yes, this is this is this is setting up for them, you yep. know, to do that. So. I'm with you. I really hope that the, that the locker room kind of galvanizes and keeps going because at the end of the day, they had nothing to do with this. Um, and I would hate for this to act to be another tragic kind of I don't want to say tragic, obviously on a lesser scale uh, to what is what occurred today, but you know, you don't want to see that group get, you know, negatively impacted by by this this dumb decision. Let it let yep. let the tragic, let the bad results, let everything end now let the girlfriend pull through and let what's happened happened and, and and you know just try to move forward uh you know with everything
0: yep could have said it better myself so now to a lighter subject matter yes. Burge, it hasn't happened there hasn't been a whole lot of movement in the trade deadline there's been a lot of smoke not a whole lot of fire um t- talk to us what what happened at the trade deadline what deals were made that pop off the stat sheet
1: so you know i to me there were there was really only one major major trade uh you know it wasn't even today um and another minor move that really caught my eye and obviously the the minor move would be melvin ingram of the steelers going to the chiefs for i think a measly six round pick uh that and it's the Ravens six round pick so it's going to be a very late six round pick uh mm-hmm for, you know, going to uh, the Steelers in this trade. But, you know, the Chiefs needed to make a move. Their defense is, up, is absolutely horrid. Um, you know, they, they needed to do something because they are faltering, as we just kind of touched on in uh, the last segment here. But, you know, it's a good veteran move for them, a depth piece, uh, nothing major. Um, but, you know, we'll see how that, that, that works out for them. The, the biggest trade, obviously, you know, that went down was... Uh, you know Denver Bronco, you know All Pro Von Miller being traded to the Rams for I think it was a second and a third round pick this year. Um, great move for the Rams. I mean, the the Broncos ended up eating I think like ninety percent of Von Miller's yeah. salary. <laughs> uh, they
0: paid a bunch to get, get him off the books.
1: Wasn't it his salary like nine and a half million? And the Ram, and the I, Broncos paid paid nine million of it. Something I, think, I, think,
0: I think it was. It's nine million. Denver's on the hook for seven and a half. I'm pretty sure.
1: Okay, that's a massive amount of money to pay him to play for another team. Yeah. Um, you know, and he, he's going to join a defense with that's already loaded with you know big names with Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald up back there. Um, you know, the Rams continue to show that you know screw the draft, we're all in. We're going to trade all our picks to get these veteran guys and to make a serious run at. At the Super Bowl, I, I think, you know, in the preseason, I they were, I think, my pick for for the Super Bowl, um, you know, to represent at least the NFC, to if not win at all. And, you know, this move just continues to, you know, give that, you know, some steam. Uh, whether or not the Rams are able to show up when it counts and it actually beat a, a Tom Brady-led Buccaneers or the Dallas Cowboys or, you know, what have you, it's the, the NFC is very top-heavy. Um but you know, the Rams are showing that they're they're not leaving anything on the table. They're going for it.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. As soon as I saw that move for the Rams, I was like, man, Les need really has a vendetta against draft picks. Like ever since they traded up to get Jared Goff, I think they've just unloaded draft picks every year to get veteran talent in. But you know, you know, kudos to Les to to understanding the situation. Like he has an an elite defense. Aaron Donald is not getting any younger. Like, don't squander this unit like Matt Nagy did with the Bears three years ago when they first got Khalil Mack. Like, go all in, put all those chips in. I mean, if you know, if you want to pay the piper later with the salary cap, like, God bless you. That's going to be a fun rebuild to watch. But I mean, if you can bring a title home to Los Angeles in your second season, essentially in the new stadium. Uh, especially considering all like the controversy swirling the Rams and Cronky and how mm-hmm. they left St. Louis right now, by all means, like good pre- any any good press you can get at this point is 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 great. And you know Vod Miller, I, I think it, this was the last year of his contract. The Rams are already talking about working on an extension. I mean, there were reports out there that. The the straw that broke the camel's back Mm -hmm. was an alleged Halloween party where he was in his feelings about the team not kicking in to have uh, one of the guys from Migos play at this party, and I guess management got wind of this, and they're like, "All right, but we're we're out, we're out of the Von Miller business here." And you know, it's it's a shame to see that end because I always thought Von Miller was just you know death taxes Von Miller being a Denver Bronco, but you know, all good things do come to an end. And I'm with you. I do like that Melvin Ingram move uh, to bring him uh, to to the Chiefs because this defense has been bad. I um, mean, and bad is being kind. They're lucky. The Chiefs are lucky that is that they were able to squeak out a win against the the New York Giants. And that and that's saying Williams. something. Thank Leonard Williams, it, right? Because that that offense for the Chiefs was mediocre at best last night. The defense for the for the for the Giants were playing too high safety, making Pat Mahomes be patient underneath, and he wanted no business of it. But I mean, Daniel Jones throws a a, a pick, gift gift wraps him seven points. But after that, that offense didn't do anything. But that defense for the Chiefs couldn't really stop anybody. Um so the Melvin Ingram move, you get to put him outside. Chris Jones gets to move back inside of the interior part of the line where he, you know, that's his natural position. I think that could start to turn the tide on the defense. Get some pressure up front. Take some of the take some of the heat off that secondary where Daniel Sorensen has been a human gas can back there. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's be honest. He's looking like the white <laughs> Jalen Mills back there. So, I, I mean, somebody's got to say it. Somebody's got to say it. When I'm with I saw you. that, de- I saw that deep completion last night on Monday Night Football. I'm like, Sorensen had to have been back there, and sure enough, death taxes Sorensen getting burnt worse than Jalen Mills. Oh, so I like that move.
1: C- can you believe that Patrick Mahomes leads the league in, in interceptions through the I, first two months? I, oh, oh. I, we had our bet. We had our bet. Obviously, I've con- I conceded that last week or, or two weeks ago when I was, uh, you know, down at your place. But, you know, I don't think anybody saw them being him being as, you know, a, a turnover machine as much as he no. is. They've been such a disappointment. Uh, this year, and Melvin Ingram, I don't think, fixes their problems. Obviously not on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, look what Joe Judge did last night. He took away Travis Kelsey. Dude, Kelsey looked like he wanted to be anywhere but Arrowhead yesterday. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and you know what I'm gonna toot the horn of the Belichick thing but that's what Belichick does when he plays the Chiefs like that's why they were able to have so much success for at least a half a football against against the uh against the Chiefs before the Chiefs were able to adjust you know Joe Judge is a you know he was a special team coach in New England under Belichick and he seems like he kind of dialed up kind of a similar game plan where they eliminated Travis Kelsey and I mean Tyreek Hill I think still had 12 or 13 receptions but they took away Kelsey, and it, it almost paid off for them. They, they held the Chiefs to, what was, it? I think the final was 2017, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And if not for Leonard Williams lining up off sides, uh, the, the Giants win that game. Yep. And you know, it's
0: it's, it's funny. It's, I heard this comparison for Tyree Kill. Uh, I forget who the fellow was on NFL media, but he said the, the Giants basically turned Tyree Kill into Wells Welker 2.0 last night. Like, he had, like, 12 targets, 10 receptions, 93 yards and a touchdown. I'm like, yeah, that is that is a Wes Walker stat line. Okay, I can see that. But, no, like, Joe Judge, like you said, he took he took Kelsey out of the game plan. I don't think he had to try that hard because Kelsey looked like he wanted to be anywhere but Arrowhead yesterday.
1: Yeah, and I think another thing of it, too, I was talking to one of my buddies about this, is that I think the NFL is catching up to what the Chiefs are doing. It's yep. taken a couple of years, but I think they've caught up, and I think that they, they, they know how to attack them now defensively. So. Um, you know, given everything that's going on out in Las Vegas, I mean the, 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 the script is there for them to limp into the playoffs. they ain't gonna go anywhere. You know they aren't going to the Super Bowl again. I mean it seems the team has a bad attitude you know, listening to the, to the fans and, and actually hearing the noise and commenting about it. So they're, they're very unlikable team. I, I, I'm honestly getting close to the point of just calling them a bad team. Oh, because, they are a bad team because they went four and four. You know, they have, you know, the highest paid quarterback who is, again, he's he's not playing well right now, but I still put him in the top three of the quarterbacks in the league, you know, who I'd want to have on my team. Uh, I think he's going through a little bit of a, a learning curve right now with, you know, his little sidearm dipsy do throws and the no looks and all that. So I think that's finally caught up to him, which honestly is nice to see because I hate seeing that crap. Thank you. So, you know, it's just... As a fan, I'm happy to see that, you know, everybody was dubbing the Chiefs as the next Patriots, you know, dynasty, they were going to go on a run. It's nice to see that they're having a, you know, you know, a big problem, you know, big problems there. And, you know, we'll see if they can get it together.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, it's funny. You look in, you know, you look at the teams of the past and it's like the 85 bears could be a dynasty, the Legion of boom. And Mm -hmm. and then like the Packers kind of, you know, when Aaron Rodgers first kind of got on the scene and took over the starting job, won the Super Bowl against the Steelers. And it's like, Oh, another dynasty in the making. And you look at those teams, it's like, how the hell did you only win one? And right now, man, like the chiefs are looking on that path with how much money they spent on the quarterback and other positions on that field. Like, so something's got to give. Like he can't pay everybody, <laughs> despite what Tampa Bay did last year. Um, so I think that chicken's going to come home to roost. And uh, like you said, Bridge, I think you know Mahomes is really getting a, a dose of reality of what life as an NFL quarterback looks like when everyone catches up to your uh, you know your NFL street you know video game moves. So
1: yeah, as long as as long as no one uh, touches what the Patriots did, you know I'm going to be a happy guy. And you know. <laughs> You know, speaking of the Patriots, you know, four o'clock today came came and went without without my team doing absolutely anything at the trade deadline. And and to be honest with you, Puma, I'm actually okay with it. Um I would have liked to have seen them add a depth piece uh, in the secondary, but you know, in terms of all this talk about adding a running back or adding a wide receiver, this and that, I'm 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 okay with them not doing that. And the reason is you know, granted the first half of this 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 Chargers game, they looked you know very out of out of sync. I think the Chargers defense did some stuff to to you know to, to confuse you know the rookie quarterback Mac Jones. But you know the past we're starting to see a trend with this offense. With a lot, some of these these pieces are starting to click. Hunter Henry is is clicking big time with Mac Jones. You know Kendrick Bourne, despite his drop and his fumble, uh, you know on on Sunday, is clicking with with Mac Jones. I think. Obviously, he knows, we know he's got rapport with Myers, and Aguilar has made, made, made some plays as well. So I, I think not, not breaking that up in, in, in any way by introducing yet another veteran player into the Patriots' scheme, which takes some time to learn it, as we've seen, that you know they, did, they, were, they were smart not to touch that. And again, the only thing I'm a little bit disappointed about was not addressing the cornerback position so I don't have to watch Jalen Mills get torched in garbage time. Uh, you know, like like I saw last week. I'm 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 really getting sick of that guy and I would have liked to have seen somebody else out there. Maybe Sean Wade finally gets healthy and can kinda kinda carve out a role as the, you know you know down the stretcher run in some in some way. But um you know, you know, I I happy they didn't trade anything major away, any major draft capital to, you know, get somebody to help this team out because we know what this team is right now. They're kinda teetering still. They're, the trend is still pointing a little bit up, but very easily could go south, you know. You know, next week. So, uh, very, very happy with that. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on oh God. your Miami Dolphins uh, trade deadline performance. Take it away. Oh,
0: lack, lack thereof, uh, bro. Talk man, about it, man. Like all this, all this smoke about Watson, and it, it seemed like they were on the, the the goal line. It's like, all right, Watson. Like last week, right after we recorded, basically like 48 hours after. Started to come out that Watson waived his no trade clause to go to the Dolphins, and it's like, okay, we're we're we're, we're right there. It's we're on the goal line. Let's let's just punch punch this through for a touchdown. We're gonna we'll, we'll get Watson. We'll we'll deal with you know the the off the field issues. You know, at, come as they may. The league came out and said they're not going to suspend him right now. They don't have enough info. Blah blah blah. And then you started seeing reports that well, Stephen Ross wants him to settle. Steven Ross wants to talk to Deshaun Watson and, and get a feel for the guy. And the Texans didn't make him available to discuss. And then you start to see a lot of people starting to walk back some of the predictions to, that he's going to be moved at by 4 p.m. today. And it's just, you know, for, for all this nonsense, Burge, and I, I get it, like, the, you know, my team, the Dolphins, we, we are like the laughing stock of the NFL right now. Because we have all these rumors floating out that we're flirting with another quarterback. We want to get Deshaun Watson in there. But then you, you sell out Brian Flores, who's already under enough fire as it is, to then go to every press conference and address, mm. you know, the Deshaun Watson rumors. And I'm going to be honest with you. He doesn't really do himself any favors at these press conferences because he looks like me in math class when I'm called for homework. I think he clearly wants out of the 2 of business. But he can't just come out and say it because he doesn't know if he's going to get Deshaun Watson or not. And let's be honest, you're going to get Deshaun Watson, you're probably still going to end up starting two or keeping two on your roster in case he ends ends up getting suspended because of the off-the-field issues. It You know, Stephen Ross, Chris Greer, they just put Flores in a very awkward spot. He's already starting to lose the locker room. He's getting the heat every day from the press. And now two is kind of getting a little, you know in his fields, let's just say at some of the press conferences, it's just like, it's just a bad situation for a bad football team right now. And I'm going to be honest with you with all this stuff that's happened and the lack of moves and the lack of winning. um, Chris Greer is probably going to be fired at the end of the year. Flores, if he ends, I would, I think he's going to keep his job for one more season. Cause I think they are going to go back to the well with Deshaun Watson in the off season um, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up getting fired. So this for a, a bad team, you, you have, you out of your two draft picks, you traded one of the Eagles. You only have one from the 49ers. And right now I think it's like a top 15 pick. Whereas if you kept yours, you'd be picking third in the draft next year. It's just mismanagement all over the place. I, uh, ugh. I'm you just going to start eating Tums, dude. I, I can't, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get a friggin' ulcer by this team.
1: You know, you know, I've obviously we, you know, going into the season, you know, after the allegations came out, uh, you know, I've been on the firm, firm stance that he's not going to get traded because the, you know, the value is not going to be there. He's not going to get what he's worth. They're not going to get what the Texans aren't going to get what he's worth, you know, all this and that, Uh, you know, that being said, uh, you know, given everything we heard in the last, even the last 72 hours about how, you know, Deshaun Watson was working to settle his cases I think Tony Busby, the lawyer for the 22 uh, victims uh, in this lawsuit, confirmed that you know, Watson's camp was trying to settle these, these lawsuits uh, ahead of time, ahead of the, the, uh, the, the, the deadline. So I also saw that there was an interesting thing here, uh, that he went to do that after talking with Miami and kind of left the Texans a little bit out of the loop on it. Mm-hmm. And once the Texans caught wind of this, they drove the price up. Oh yeah. So which rightfully so, I would do the same thing if I was a general manager of, you know, a football team trying to trade a premium asset that is Deshaun Watson and you know, I just think that they they screwed it up all around. They the Dolphins, Stephen Ross put Brian Flores in a no-win situation having to go to the podium and deal with this crap for the last week and a half, two weeks. Obviously, he can't come out and say that they're going they're pursuing Deshaun Watson because he has to like you said, you know, coach as if Tua, Tua is his quarterback. And he's not gonna say anything that's going to, to to you know deter him or discourage Tua or do anything like that to you know rip any kind of semblance of confidence that he has. I don't know if he has any, but rip yeah. any of that any of that away. So they put him in a hell of a spot. Obviously like you said, they're you know a one in six, one in seven football team. They don't have their first round pick because they traded it to Philadelphia. It's it's an absolute mess. I feel for you, as you know, as a fan. Actually, I kind of do because I know you're a Buffalo Bills fan. But that's go. a discussion for a different time. Here we uh, go. <laughs> but no, I oh, honestly I feel for you because it's it's not. It can't be fun to have to sit there and deal with this. It's almost like.
0: Oh, don't worry, Birch. I've had twenty plus years' experience. This ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> well,
1: but what I'm saying is, is like, I, if this, if they weren't going to get Watson, why did not they start selling? Because to try to get more draft assets to try to, you know, better your team. Your team is obviously not making the playoffs this year. There's a very strong chance that they could finish in the basement of the division. Um, you know, with the with the Jets putting together, I mean, they've looked bad. White at, Lightning, very, Mike White. Like, <laughs> Jesus. They look really bad, but they've come off with two wins against viable opponents. Uh, that are sitting kind of at the top of the AFC right now. So very good chance that that's going to happen. It's going to be painful to watch the Eagles pick, you know, top five, you know, with that pick. And, you know, we'll see if I was hoping like Jay, Jay, you know, we've been going back and forth with this whole thing about how we just want this whole saga to end We're sick of talking about it. Uh looks like we get to talk about it, uh, you know, in, uh, in February and March this year, you know. We're going to be ramping back up in the offseason after the Super Bowl. And what's going to be the top story? Where is Deshaun Watson going to play next year? Or, you know, is he going to jail? Or is he getting sued? Is he going to be on the exempt list? Anything like this. We're still going to be talking about Deshaun Watson, non-football related. And it's it, I'm sick of dealing with it. And it's going to be our future. So, you know, buckle up. We'll see what happens. I, I, I'm not going to rule out that the Dolphins pursue him in the offseason. Maybe a new GM comes in and they get something done. And maybe they, they, or maybe they clean house and they they decide to just go a completely different direction. Who knows? Uh, Do you have a preference on that? Would you prefer them to just clean house and start over again? I mean,
0: I I, I definitely think that you need to get a new GM in there because Chris Greer, you know, he hit with Christian Wilkins, in my opinion. But, I mean, the free agency signings, Will Fuller didn't pan out at all. Uh, Preston Williams the undrafted uh, Rookie uh, he had promise And then he got hurt, and now he's had Like disciplinary issues that That's why I wasn't active last week Um, The Offensive line is a mess Austin Jackson is my version of Jalen Mills on the offensive line It's it's just you, you need to get somebody else in there that that's going to be making the, the picks because clearly we, I think we're like one for like eight in in like the draft mm-hmm. picks that he's made you know of of you know of notable picks. Let's just say like Christian Wilkins. I said when they drafted him, he could be in my eyes potentially the face of the franchise like a Jason Taylor or Zach Thomas down the road. But I can't say that about anyone else in this off on this roster. I sure as shit can't say that about Tua tunga Valoa right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, wouldn't be opposed to cleaning house. I just don't think Steven Ross has the stomach to go through another rebuild.
1: Dude, we should create a, <coughs> uh, a yearly award at the end of the year: the Jalen Mills Bum Award. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I and like it. Give it out to
1: our team, to our team's uh, you know, you know, most hated, <coughs> underperforming, trash player. And we can name it the Jalen Mills Bum Award or some, something like that. Because I y'all like it. You all know who mine's going to be at the end of the season. So, Jay, I think, is going to be in agreement with me on it. Oh, he, yes. He, uh, he may I'll go to be, Belichick. He, he, but he, he, would,
0: he would have handed it to Belichick, but yeah, we, 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 coaches can't be we'll, – we'll make a, a rule like the coaches can't be <laughs> – has to be a player. So, the human gas can Jalen Mills will win the inaugural award in his name. But I think uh, Austin Jackson might give him a run for his money. Um, not to,
1: not to go on a quick tangent here but you did you watch any of that Patriots game on Sunday because No, I
0: was I was sweating out fantasy football on a bet in the Saints game. So I did go back and forth a little bit, but um bring bring me up to speed real Jaylen quick. Jaylen
1: Mills continues to make t- continues to show up on 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 the uh, you know, the game takeaways, the game, the game broadcast, whatever it is in key moments getting absolutely torched and completely misplaying balls. I mean, dude he, they were essentially in double coverage there. Jalen Mills was right there, It just it looked like he kind of just jumped the wrong way, away from the receiver, and and Josh Palmer had an easy catch for a touchdown there in garbage time. Now, granted, the game was over. You know, they had an onside kick that you know we all know how the onside kicks are in the NFL. But my God, Miami game, he gets burnt on the third down. Like, the Saints game, he got burnt. It just he shows up in these key moments. He seems he can't make the. The the key play, and now I get that he's kind of a miscast right now because they didn't sign him to be the number two corner on this defense. But my God, at least put up a better effort than what what we're seeing here. It's just like every key moment, you don't hear about him all game, which is a good sign for a corner, a cornerback. You don't hear hear his name getting you know in coverage or anything like that. But in key moments of the game, when the game's on the line or at the end of the game, he shows up and he gets beat, and that pisses me off. That's why I hate the, I. <laughs> I I, I can't tell you he's my most – he is the the most I've disliked a Patriots player in a very long time. (laughs) In a very long time.
0: Just start calling him the human gas can. I I won't even start using his name anymore. Uppercase, lowercase, Green Goblin. Uh. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now – to move this along, we're actually going to get to the game preview. And speaking of Patriots, they're, they're first up uh, uh, in the batter's box right here, Burge. New England Patriots on the road against the Carolina Panthers. New England's favored by four. Talk to me. What are your thoughts on this game?
1: You know, this is another key spot. The Patriots, you know, obviously coming off of their biggest win in... The post-Brady era in New England, I think. I, th- I put this game ahead of the Ravens game last year simply because the Ravens game that they won was in a monsoon. You know, they had the elements, uh, you know, at home, this and that. This team went on the road against a very good Chargers team uh, and and basically looked, made Justin Herbert look incompetent back there. They confused the heck out of him. He had two interceptions that, you know, were great plays by Adrian Phillips, but let's be honest, it was on the Chargers as to why those balls were picked off. Um, I was I was overall very satisfied, you know, that they they came out with a win. More so, the defense stepped up when they needed to. Matthew Judon continues to be a beast. Christian Barmore continues to wreak havoc in the middle of that defense defensive line. I think they really hit a slam dunk with that draft pick. I think you know I, I'm not going to compare him to Vince Wilfork just yet, but like he has the potential to be that that guy on that defense to just anchor that line. Um, so. You know, obviously, Adrian Phillips had those those two interceptions, the big pick six in a key moment in the fourth quarter uh, of Justin Herbert to, you know, essentially put the – not to put the game out of reach, but, I mean, they went up seven points at that point. Um, in terms of the offense, I wasn't all that thrilled with what Mac Jones put out there. I think he was confused. He looked like he was uh, reacting fast to what was going on. Um, the first half was not very good from him outside of a couple of good throws. I think on the the um, – the, the the their first drive of the game you know answering a touchdown that you know was a little bit concerning to watch uh, by the uh, by the by the charges with you know Austin Eckler getting pushed into the end zone from five yards out and nobody on the Patriots defense doing anything about it uh, they had a great answer on that you know they they went right down the field scored a touchdown and matched it so not often that we've seen that out of this Patriots team uh, you know this season and you know, obviously last season was a was a joke but um, in the first half, I thought Mac Jones looked, you know, he, like I said, looked, I don't want to say inept, but he, he looked like a rookie out there mm-hmm. and um, you know, we were due to see it. We hadn't seen uh, this type of game from him, you know, really all year yet. So uh, we were due to see that uh, the play calling wasn't great. Obviously, you know, your third and goal from the one against a bad rush defense, you throw the ball twice on third and fourth down, you throw a fade to Jacoby Myers, who's never caught a touchdown before in his career, like get out of here with that. Uh, but what really impressed me about the Patriots offense was the last drive of the game where they ate up, I think it was like seven or eight minutes in that fourth quarter after they the pick six and they got the ball back uh, you know from the, the Chargers offense relatively quickly. and they chewed the clock. They methodically moved the ball down the field. they, they were play, they were dropping down and bounce to keep the clock moving. They got in the field goal range. Mr. Automatic, Nick Folk, who's only missed this year was in the rain on a 56-yard attempt in the rain against the Buccaneers, hits the field goal and essentially seals the game. So encouraged to see that they that they were able to adjust in game on offense at halftime and come out and put out a good product in the second half to you know play winning football. And again, first time we've really seen it out of out of this team. Uh, in a very long time. So it was nice to see going into this game here. uh, Like you said, Patriots, I think, are I think it's down to three and a half. Now I just looked before you hopped on. So it's Patriots are three and a half point favorites uh, down in Carolina on the road. I like the Patriots to win here and cover, Uh, you know, there's some question marks with the Carolina offense. Uh, You know, Sam Darnold had a concussion uh, late in the game on Sunday and I haven't seen any updates on him, whether or not he's going to be good to go. Christian McCaffrey is still limping back from, uh, you know, his hamstring injury. It sounds like he's going to practice tomorrow, so I think there's a chance he's going to play. How much we're actually going to see him play is a whole other, whole nother question because you know Trevor Hubbard has been relatively effective since he's, uh, you know, been filling in for, for McCaffrey. So I think we'll see a little bit of a split uh, workload there. Uh, the Patriots have been really good on the road this year, so give me the Patriots to win. Uh, continue building on their. Uh, you know, what they've built over the past couple of weeks. My boy Parker agrees. Patriots win. I can't disagree with my little guy.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Bergs. I'm going to go with the Pats here. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to cover. And it's, you know, it's the, the defense here. You, you're possibly going up against the PJ Walker as, you know, filling in for Sam Darnold. And, you know, even with, even if Sam Darnold is starting, is that Ooh. really much of an upgrade? I mean, no. this dude, he started off hot, but we saw that we, when Christian McCaffrey masked a lot of issues at the quarterback position, and he came back down to earth uh, really as soon as CMC went out. And, uh, I, I mean, they keep saying he's going to come back, he's going to practice Wednesday. They also said that before they even put him on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Rule, I think he potentially might be – On a lukewarm seat at this point. I mean, you got to look at ownership. Dave Tepper, he's a Wall Street hedge fund guy. He wants, he expects results. He looks at the roster. He sees value. This should be a team. We were all in agreement that this team should have been a dark horse candidate in the NFC South, and they have just woefully underperformed. Again, Christian McCaffrey's a big loss, but I mean, I know he does a lot of things, but with all these injuries, he, you know, and it's not the first rodeo with a soft tissue injury to me. It's just, I, I've said this to you guys offline. I think to me, he just reminds me of DeMarco Murray 2.0. Yep. DeMarco Murray had all the talent. Dallas really ran the offense through him. And then he kept getting dinged up and he found his way out went to Tennessee and the same song, second verse. So um, I, I like them to win outright, them being the new England Patriots. I like them to cover here too. And, you know, I think uh, I think Carolina Panthers fans. I think I'm speaking for my boy Justin Butot. Uh, they have a missing persons uh, search going on for Robbie Anderson yeah, because yeah. nobody has seen that guy. The most I've seen that dude was on the highlight for uh, the highlight reel on the Atlanta Falcons Instagram page where he got absolutely lit up by the safety, and I thought I thought Robbie Anderson died. So, missing persons report. Carolina Panthers they're looking for their man Robbie Anderson even Sir Purr, that bear is looking for him somebody find somebody find Robbie Anderson because that offense could use him right now
1: you know i i really had big expectations for Sam Darnold down there uh you know out of there obviously out of the gate they he looked like he was playing the part i, I have they lost 4 games in a row where they they were 3 and 0 and i think they're 3 and 4 now right
0: yeah, I mean they they won on Thursday night against the uh, the Texans. That was the game he went out. And ever since then the wheels have fallen off the bus.
1: Yeah, it's 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 disheartening to see because like I oh they're they're 4 and 4. So they they they're uh they're 500, but they started off 3 and 0. So they're 1 and 4 in their last their last 5 games. So
0: And I don't even know how they lost to the Giants to be honest with no, you. No, I mean so. I,
1: I honestly didn't think that the the, the <clears throat> Saints were going to be a better team than them. Like 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 you said we we all had them as dark horse candidates to, you know, make the playoffs. I, I honestly thought they were going to fight for the division. Obviously, that's wrong uh, right. at this point. But it, it really is uh, is disheartening to disheartening to see. So um, you know, Sam Darnold's injury uh, you know at the quarterback position. We know all, uh, how that is with continuity and everything. So it, it it's kind of big. So uh, you know, segueing a little bit here. You know, we'll go into the next game here with you know the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. Obviously, Baker Mayfield is, you know, he played last week coming off a a pretty big injury to his shoulder. So, uh, Puma, what do you think is going to go on in this game? (laughs) So, this game, I
0: mean, we got so much turmoil going on. We had the Cincinnati Bengals. They were an 11 point favor against the Jets, (laughs) and they lost to White Light, White Heat. Mike White with the check down, Charlie. Hey, death by a thousand razor blades. But you know what? Like, everyone makes fun of the check down, but. That's actually not, it's not that bad of a play. Like you, you're taking the easy gimme. We're just going to check it down and whether or not that defense overlooks you guys, that's their friggin' problem. And I mean, Cincinnati came off of a very, very come back down to earth game against the New York jets. And then you got the Cleveland Browns. He just, you know, Nick Chubb just came back off the calf injury. They're still down, uh, Kareem hunt. He's on injured reserve. Um, Odell Beckham jr. Has been a non-factor this year. Baker can't get out of his own way. He's hurt, and then I think he's just trying to gut through for a contract extension, which may or may not happen. Uh, then you have Odell's dad going on Instagram, <laughs> popping off about how Baker doesn't want to throw the football to him. And, and let's be honest. We've been saying this on the pod for a while. I've been saying this offline for a while. This Browns offense, for some reason, runs better. and Baker's a better quarterback, in my opinion, yep. when Odell Beckham Jr. is not on the field. And I get it. Like, if there wasn't a deal to be made, like, you're not just going to get rid of, a. Vet, you know, we can all uh, agree to disagree. I'm, I don't think Odell is what Odell was when he came to the Giants. And I think he's just been living off of that one catch for far too long, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, he does all these highlight reel catches in, in in warm-ups. I bet we do that in a game when it matters. But that's neither here nor there. Um You're not just going to get rid of an asset like that. You're going to try to flip him, look forward to the future. Clearly, nobody wants him that bad to give up a draft pick. So maybe the squeaky wheel gets the grease in this game. Odell might get the football a couple of times. But the wide receivers last week didn't do Baker any favors. Landry Landry had a big drop. Odell had one target. Uh, It it was just a shit show. And if you look at it, the, the Browns lost to a Steelers team. That's anchored by geriatric Big Ben, and they lost their kicker because they tried to do a fake play, a fake, a fake kick, and he got absolutely nuked and was in concussion protocol. So they had to go for two the rest of the game. It's just it, my, absolutely mind-boggling here. But the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, getting back to the game preview here, that they're still a seventh against the rush defense. Hunts on IR. Nick Chubb, I think they're just going to keep slowly trying to ramp up the workload. Maybe to Ernest Johnson is still going to be relevant in the backfield right now. Um, But I like the Cincinnati Bengals here. Uh, Last I looked, the line might have changed. I think it was going back and forth between 2.5 to 3. It's down to 2.5. All right, well, that's going to be one of my best bets if it's still 2.5 when we log off because I'm going to take the Bengals here to to win and to cover the 2.5. Um, I, I think they're, they're just a better team right now. Uh, the, the Browns have been floundering. They're another massive disappointment. A lot of people, even myself included, had them potentially as a Super Bowl team this year. And they have just massively underperformed. So give me the Bengals here. But what do you think, uh, Burge?
1: Do, you know, do you know Odell Beckham Jr., since his first three years <coughs> in, uh, in, Washington, I'm sorry, in New York, where he, he was really a, a bona fide wide receiver one in fantasy, one of the best receivers in the game in those three years, He's got less than 3,000 yards receiving in the next five. So, that, that kind of tells you what he is. Obviously, he's had some injuries in there, but he is not the same guy. And kudos for, you know, I think, was it Dave Gettleman in 2018? you know yep. That shipped him out. Kudos to him for getting what he could for him at the time because he is not the same player that he once was, you know, when he first came in the league, had that high right, highlight reel catch that put him on the scene uh, for everybody to know who he was at that point. But... There's clearly some dysfunction there with him, you know, in the, in the Cleveland Browns offense. Um, you know, I, I, I echo a lot of what you said there. I watched a little bit of the end of uh, the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game when it was on TV and on Red Zone up here in New Hampshire. But Jarvis Landry had more than one bad drop in that game. He had quite a few, and it really cost him. And like you said, Big Ben is an old man at this point. I mean, you know what he is. The Steelers, you know... They've gone on quite a bit of a run here. They've, they've won three in a row. So maybe they are going to kind of go on a run here to kind of, you know, make some noise for a playoff spot. Uh, the, the Cleveland Browns have been a disappointment. I mean, preseason, I was one of the people that said they were going to finish in the basement. Maybe I'm looking to start look like I was right on that. But, you know, as the season went on, I, you know, I was like, give me them to win the division at this point. You know, I bought in and maybe they they, they fooled me a bit. Uh, in terms of the Bengals, obviously we saw what happened on on Sunday with you know Joe Burrow and them massively imploding at the end of that game uh, oh. against the Jets. Good for the Jets, you know, keep fighting to you know. I don't ever really compliment the Jets, uh, you know, being you know they're my they're my one of my rivals in my division for my Patriots. But good kudos to them for for for, for rallying behind their their you know rookie quarterback who. They're their their second rookie quarterback. I'll say wasn't supposed to see the field at all this year. He went out and had himself a really good day, and kudos to them for fighting to the end of that game and you know beating off a team that you know all three of us on this podcast you know put in the upper echelon of the of the AFC uh, just last week after you know they beat the Ravens uh, pretty handedly uh, in Baltimore last week. So you know, but that being said, you know it was a come back down to earth game for for the Bengals. with them playing the Browns here, I, I'm with you on this Puma. I, I like them to cover and win outright uh, with the, in this game against the, the Cleveland Browns. I think we'll see them rebound. I really like Joe Burrow and what he's yes. doing. That's why I, that's why I didn't bash your Jersey bashing, uh, Jersey uh, potentially there because he's not your division rival, <clears throat> Josh Allen. But here we go. Um, here we go. You know, Get all the pot shots in tonight, Burge. Hey, I got nobody. Get it all in. I don't get to get ganged up on. It's kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah, there you go. go.
0: Hey, I'm Switzerland out of the three of us. I don't know what you guys are talking about.
1: I I think that I I really still believe that that Cincinnati uh, is a very strong contender to win that division, Uh, given that the Ravens obviously were off last week. Uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, I. He's had a very good start to the year, but we all know what he has done in the end of the years, uh, in years past. So, yep. um, I, I still like Tennessee to win the division there. I'm sorry, wow, Cincinnati to win the division there. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. All um, right. <laughs> Cincinnati Cincinnati to win there. I, I, Jamar Chase, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I think he's got it one at this point. I don't think there's yep. any... Any, any discussion about it. I saw a post up here in New England that, oh, who should win Rookie of the Year, Mac Jones or Jamar Chase? I just looked at it. I, I scoffed at it. I'm like, are we really talking about this right now? Like, get out of here. Jamar Chase is absolutely their Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's been, you know, he's doing something like, I think it was compared to Randy Moss, some of the stats he was putting up this year. Um, so, yeah, give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals here, minus the two and a half. I, I, until Cleveland shows me something else, I, I, I'm going to fade them.
0: Right, right. Good call. Hey, what, what was uh, Parker's picks? Uh, what, oh, what Parker, you, what, what Parker,
1: Parker agrees with us, Puma. He agrees. That's two All right, for we're two. going clean
0: sweep. That's okay. two for
1: two. I, we might get the clean sweep here. I, uh, we'll see. <laughs> there you
0: go. Home stretch. All right, the next game, you got the Green Bay Packers. They're coming off of a, a wild Thursday night football game mm-hmm. against the Arizona Cardinals where, you know, no Devontae Adams, no Alan Lazard, Bob Tanyan, uh blows out his ACL, uh, but, they, you know, the Packers found a way to win going up into Arrowhead against the Kansas City Chiefs team, which, you know, we buried at the top of the pod being a, you know, mediocre to borderline bad football team right now. The the spread, I think, right now has been kind of hovering around one, one yep. and a half. One. Green Bay, I think Green Bay is the favorite. Nope. Oh, oh, they're Arrowhead. So, yeah, yep. Kansas City is the, the, the home favorite. Around one, one and a half here. Talk to me about this game. What do you what do you what are you thinking?
1: Well, you know how I feel about the Kansas City Chiefs. We kind of talked about it early on. Uh, you know, when we were talking about their trade deadline acquisition, uh, Green Bay. You know, I think we all kind of share a little bit of the same sentiment. You're a little bit more uh, more dug in on the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. I still think he's <laughs> an absolute sleaze bag, but he's a very good quarterback. Uh, right. They're they're gonna get Alan Lazard back. I, I saw a report today that Devontae Adams is gonna be activated tomorrow for practice. Um, you know, I'm really hoping he goes because I need him in fantasy this week really bad because I got a couple of guys on buys. We'll get into that a little bit later. But, you know, they they have so many weapons on offense you know, when they're all there. I don't consider Robert Tanyan a huge loss for them because he's not really a focal point of their offense. Randall Cobb had himself a day. Uh, oh, Randall others, Cobb uh, turned back the clock. Yeah, he looked <laughs> like he was like Randall Cobb of like 2014, uh, you know, up there and uh, – Give me the Packers here, given the point here. I no faith in the Chiefs to do anything. I mean, obviously, you know, they were just almost beat by a very, very bad Giants team that just loves to shoot themselves in the foot. Oh, we're just they just happen to shoot themselves worse in the foot uh, on, uh, on on what was it Monday night than the Chiefs did. So give me Green Bay here. I, I like I like Rogers to find Adams, you know, in the end zone a couple of times and against that porous defense that the Chiefs have. Melvin Ingram isn't going to solve the problems covering uh, covering downfield. Sorensen is going to get beat by Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, and Randall Cobb at some point during this game. So give me the Packers.
0: It's uh, it's like you're trying to speak a couple of touchdowns into existence for your fantasy team, Birch. I like it. I yeah, like yeah. it a lot. got to
1: do what i got to do. I, I speak more than I want Give me one, I'll be happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just like at Foxwoods, remember? Remember? I exactly, like? <laughs> exactly, exactly, I exactly. Mean, I'm with you, Birch. I, I think Green Bay is going to be the chalk this week. I think they're going to be they're going to be everyone's pick. Uh, I think they're going to be a very public team betting wise and. You know, like at the at the top in the preview. I mean, no Adams, no Lazard, no problem. You know, Randall Cobb turned back the clock. I did think it was interesting. Maybe it was just because of the lack of weapons on offense, but AJ Dillon got a lot mm-hmm. of work against the Arizona Cardinals. And again, maybe that was by design because they were gonna use, you know, Aaron Jones a bit more in the passing game. And let's be honest, Aaron Jones was the only, you know, skill position guy that could catch the football short of Randall Cobb that you know Aaron Rodgers trusted because there were times in that Cardinals game where he had to burn timeouts because people weren't getting in in you know position right, and he was getting visibly visibly frustrated at the end of uh, at the end of the Arizona Cardinals game. But I mean, no, like we buried the Chiefs at the top. They're they're very bad. They're a mediocre to bad football team right now. I don't think even at home. And it was funny because Arrowhead was actually quiet. But you know Brian Greasy pointed that out on the broadcast last night. For Arrowhead and how lauded it was for being loud, that you know they were pretty quiet in that mm-hmm. stadium last night. So I think all, the fan base is starting to see what they have in a football team right here, and it's not good. And you know you look at this game here that they, they got the Packers, then they got the Raiders, and then the, the Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. go into Arrowhead in about three weeks. Uh, if they can squeak out one win out of the three, I would be honestly amazed. I could see them possibly going zero and three especially against, let's assume, Dak is going to be back for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Give me the Green Bay Packers here. They're going to win. They're going to cover the one and a half. I, I think it potentially might be a, maybe a two-score game just because you have to figure Mahomes is good for at least an interception at this point because yeah. he doesn't want to be patient and he doesn't want to take the things underneath. And that defense is just so bad. Like, you know, the human gas can 2.0 and Dan Sorensen back there. Taylor Mills it's, <laughs> it's just absolutely horrid. So give me the Packers all day. What's uh what's Sharp Parker thinking?
1: He agrees.
0: Oh boy, three for three. Parker, I don't know if it's a good yep. thing or a bad thing.
1: Uh, hey, Parker's had a pretty good track record this year. This you is know, true. He's had a pretty good track record. He's been beating me, I'll tell you that. That's not that hasn't been hard to do so far. So <laughs> uh, real quick before we move off the Packers here, did you see the uh the memes going around of Aaron Rodgers' face after he got Oh with banned? the helmet? Yeah. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs> looking like the dude from kingpin oh my god i loved it it was great those those views are great i love it uh i'm here for it especially because i can't stand them but you know aaron Rodgers isn't as much of a phony as uh Russell Wilson, but that's a story for another day, another podcast. <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll Moving game.
0: <laughs> moving right along here, moving right along. The last game on the slate, we got the Tennessee Titans coming off of a wild AFC South matchup against the Indianapolis Colts where my guy Carson Wentz gifted them not one, but two interceptions where he just hit panic mode and threw a pick and uh, it sealed the game in overtime going against the Los Angeles Rams. It just got Vaughn Miller, but... Burge, this has been a key development on the Tennessee side of the football. What's going on? My heart's
1: broken. I'll get to that Talk a little to us. bit to it's, it's a safe I'll, space. I'll get a little bit into that, you know, in the fantasy segment. But, uh, you know, the Titans, they had that game kind of gift-wrapped to them uh, with the Carson Wentz interceptions. And I think we were talking during that game about how Carson Wentz had only thrown two interceptions all year. And sure enough, he throws two in this game against uh, against the Titans at a key matchup for this for this Colts team. I mean, it was they, if they win that game, they were in contention for the division. Now it seems a little bit out of reach, obviously, you know, with the, with the development of Derrick Henry breaking his foot and, you know, being sidelined likely for the rest of the season, if not returning, if they decide to rush him back, maybe for the playoffs. But even that seems like a little bit of a stretch. I think, I think if they're smart, they'll shut him down. He's a 28 year old running back. Who's had a lot of wear and tear over the last few years. If they want to preserve anything that they have left in him, I think it's smart that they they shut him down for the year. I just, you know, Tannehill has been an effective quarterback since he took over from Mariota a few years ago there. I, Julio Jones has been in and out of the lineup here. A.J. Brown is an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree on that. I, I think he's yep. one of the best wide receivers in the game today. Uh, so it, it depends. You know, Julio's healthy, active, not limited in any capacity and can give, you know, 60% of what, of what he was in Atlanta. Maybe you get something out of that. Um, but you know, for me, the Rams, like I said, they're, they're my super bowl pick out of the NFC. Uh, Jay doesn't like that. Cause I'm picking against Tom Brady and I'm apparently a Tom Brady hater. And I can throw these comments out cause he's not here. There so we he'll go. Get to, he'll get to listen to it, but he thinks I'm a Brady. Dust hater. it all off birds.
0: You're not going to have this chance a whole lot. <laughs>
1: You know, I'm not a Brady hater for the record. It's my favorite quarterback of all time. Anyways. Here we go. <laughs> um The Rams. The Rams, though, you know, I love what they what they're doing. You know, their defense is absolutely stacked. Obviously, they just brought in Von Miller. If they get fifty percent of what Von Miller was in his prime, he's gonna help elevate that defense. He doesn't need to be the all pro guy that he was in Denver. He just needs to be an effective uh an effective pass rusher there. Obviously they have Aaron Donald and jalen ramsey on that defense offensively i mean cooper cup has been an absolute beast this year they still also have uh robert woods who is an absolute he's a shorthanded guy uh you know that that, that matthew stafford can 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 throw to there van jefferson can stretch the field obviously they let D- uh deshaun jackson go today which right move they don't need him uh i think van jefferson could fill his role just just fine uh, if not better uh, obviously, Matthew Stafford, you know, has been a great trade acquisition for this Rams team. Much improved over having you know Jared Goff back there uh, at quarterback. Daryl Henderson, Daryl Henderson has been a very effective as well. I mean, he hasn't rushed for 100 yards yet, but you know he's there. He's getting the carries. He's getting the yards. He's scoring touchdowns. You know, he, he's doing what he needs to do. Um, you know, the the spread I last saw here was the Rams are seven and a half point favorites. I'm feeling a little frosty. I'm going to pick them to win outright here uh you know, win by, you know, more than the seven and a half. I think they're gonna win by ten. I think the the the, the Titans signing Adrian Peterson to their practice mm-hmm. squad with the expectation that they're gonna elevate him. Adrian Peterson obviously is a 36-year-old running back. He's not the same guy he once was. He's gonna be serviceable for them, I think. Uh, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna you know, you know, turn heads, but he's gonna be a an effective running back. But Derrick Henry was this offense. I, we talked last week about MVP predictions. He was my MVP MVP guy there. He was. He is the Titans offense. I don't exactly have as much faith in Ryan Tannehill to carry the offense. I think with Derrick Henry in there, they can run to set up the pass. Uh, you know, having that c- caliber of a running back back there, obviously he's out. I don't have faith that Tannehill will do it. Obviously, A.J. Pratt, again, is a beast. Julio has been in and out of games. He's not clearly not the same player he was in Atlanta. So give me the Rams to you know to win and cover outright here.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm taking the Rams to. I'm, I'm i never thought I'd live to see the day. Uh, you know I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Rams to win. I think they're gonna cover. And listen, we're gonna find out a lot about Ryan Tannehill this week. And Absolutely, we're, we're gonna find out a, a ton. I mean, clearly Jeremy McNichols, the, the the backup running back, air quote, backup running back. He's really like the pass-catching guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he really isn't a true, like, Kareem Hunt to Nick Chubb kind of deal. Or Tony Pollard to Zeke Elliott kind right. of deal. Um, so, yeah, Adrian Peterson, like, you know, old man AP. And I, I I kind of joked on Twitter, I'm like, oh, you might as well have just signed, you know, Earl Campbell out of the retirement home. Eric Dickerson. And, or Eric Dickerson <laughs> yeah. to bring him out there. But, you know, for, for the role that he's going to serve, he is going to be that running back, AP that is. He's going to hit the hole. He's going to be able to go between the tackles. And it still gives Tannehill a, an opportunity to run the play action, have those defenders and the, and the, the linebackers bite down uh, pretty hard and, and go over the top to A.J. Brown. So the signing makes sense. I just don't think it's going to pan out this week. Uh, So give me me the Rams to cover the seven and a half easily. And, Burge, I kind of feel a trend here. Is the
1: little guy going with the Rams too? He is. Oh, boy. It is a clean sweep. This is the first time on the podcast, minus Jay, obviously. I'm sure he probably disagrees with one of our picks here. But this is the first time all people, including my little guy, have picked the same team to win the games. And, you know, let me ask you this, Puma. Are you surprised that the Titans didn't make a push to acquire a running back before 4 p.m. today?
0: A bit. Like, logic would – not logic. If you were kind of like the casual fan, you would probably would have assumed, oh, why don't they try to trade for Marlon Mack? But, like, there's no yeah. way the Indianapolis Colts were right. ever going to trade, one, within the division, and two, after they, uh, they released uh, Jordan Wilkins over the weekend – But, um, I'm, I'm surprised. I I figure there might've been somebody on a practice squad. You could have made, you know, a contract offer to, or you could have made an offer to, to get another type of running back, uh, via trade that isn't 36 years old. But then again, like Burge, who, who would you be making an offer for? If it ain't Marlon Mack, because that's just unrealistic in the division. Like who, who should they have called?
1: So, so I'm sitting here thinking, I was talking to a couple of guys in my fantasy league about this today, uh, a couple of names that, that popped up were Ronald Jones mm. in Tampa Bay, Mike Davis in Atlanta. Yeah. And this is just kind of mine here. You know, I got two here that I, I want to throw out here. Jamal Williams with with Detroit, an 0-8 team. Yeah. Um Melvin Gordon is one, too, in, yeah. in Denver. Um, And the last one would be with your Miami Dolphins, Miles Gaskin. Like, I was
0: just thinking
1: that after I asked the question, like, like Miles Gaskin probably would make sense down there. All three of those. Oh, well, I'll say all five or six of those guys make more sense for the Tennessee Titans this year. than Adrian Peterson does. It seems like they're trying to really put like a, a tiny, tiny little band aid on a big scar with, you know, with signing mm-hmm. him there. And, you know, given where the Titans are in the standings, you know, they've been, they've beaten some really good teams. Um, this year they beat the Buffalo Bills. They've beaten the Chiefs. I think they beat the Chiefs too. Um, oh, they, they
0: took them to the woodshed. Yeah. They, they, took they the smoked the them. Woodshed, yeah. 27 to three.
1: You know, those, those were their, their, their two previous wins before they, they, they hung on to beat the Colts and why we were last week, again, putting them as a favorite in the AFC to come out of the AFC for the Super Bowl. So it, it kind of surprised me that they weren't more active and I didn't read more rumors kind of swirling about, about this uh you know with them acquiring a running back it seems makes sense that they should have invested in this team given how well they've performed against some of the better teams in in the afc so far and you know they they do have a little bit of a tough schedule Uh, a, a couple of tough games i should say they obviously got the rams next week they got the saints who are overperforming? I mean, they beat the Buccaneers with Trevor freaking Simeon at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, how? The, I mean, that just proves that the Saints are Brady's kryptonite. You know, ba- basically Brady's Dolphins of uh, uh, you know of him being in Tampa Bay, where the team that just has his number. Uh, right. They, they got to play the Patriots again. They play the Steelers. Uh, I'm not writing off the 49ers yet. I still think that they that they oh, the
0: uh, 49ers might win this week against the Cardinals. Right. So, so who knows? Like,
1: who knows what's going to go on there they do have a couple of cupcake matchups against the texans the jaguars the dolphins the texans again so maybe they just didn't want to overreact to the injury but it it seems like they just didn't do enough
0: right i would i think out of all those melvin gordon would have made a whole lot of sense just because he is that kind of running back he can also catch out of the backfield Mm -hmm. believe it or not too and you know, I think he he's his contract is either up at the end of the year in in Denver or next year, or there isn't a whole lot of guaranteed money left. I think the issue that Tennessee had was they gave up so much draft capital to get you know Julio mm-hmm. that they probably didn't have a whole lot to play with, and I, they were already up against the cap as it is. Um, but man, Melvin Gordon would have been fun to watch
1: in this offense. From a fantasy perspective, I'm very happy that didn't happen because of my, course my division rival in fantasy has Melvin Gordon, so I'm very very uh, happy about that. I'm very happy about that. And my other division rival has Mike Davis, so I'm very happy that those didn't happen.
0: Look at that! Look at that! Well, we're we're gonna be bringing the the, the show to a close here, so we're gonna we're gonna pivot over to uh, my best bets with the Puma. Gonna try to help you get some cash. Uh, especially now that, you know, people are starting to do Christmas holiday shopping because everyone thinks uh there's not gonna be any Christmas gifts. Uh a la, you know, my mother in law's already been buying some gifts, believe it or not. So My uh, mother did too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I think I think my mom has started to um, my mother in law got one for my step got, got a couple of gifts for my stepson, and the UPS driver was like, "Yeah, hey, people are stocking up on like gifts and turkeys, and I'm seeing people selling like a twenty pound turkey breast for like a hundred and twenty dollars at the local farm." And I was like, "Jesus Christ, that turkey got cu-
1: uh, cocaine oh, in there!" Oh, all our all us dads are screwed for the December twenty fourth shopping. We'll just yeah, say no <laughs> doubt,
0: no doubt, everyone's gonna be getting socks or gift cards. I don't want to hear no bitching. All right, I don't want to hear shit, but. Let's try to line those pockets with the, the Almighty Dollar. So right now, the bets that I have, I got the Los Angeles Rams. I got this line early right when the uh, the Derek Henry News came out. Uh, I got it at seven. I really wish I got it at six and a half, but you know at least I didn't get it at seven and a half here. Mm-hmm. so I got the Rams laying seven points against the uh, the, the Tennessee Titans. Now, don't judge. I got the Houston Texans plus seven against the Miami Dolphins. And my thought process (laughs) here is my thought process here is one, the Dolphins are just a very bad team. Two, the Texas defense, believe it or not, beside, up until like the buzzsaw that they ran into against the Rams and, and the uh, the Arizona Cardinals two weeks before, have been a decent defensive team. They have a bunch of KG veterans, and it's starting to look like Tyrod Taylor is going to be back to play this game. And I think this offense runs better with Tyrod. He keeps plays alive with his legs. He's got mobility. <clears throat> you're good for at least probably 40 rushing yards. He's got a good a good floor in that regard. And he doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot. So I think he's going to be able to keep it within the number. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the football game because there are a couple of times when the Dolphins and the Dolphins-Bills game where the, the perfect example was when Mike Isecki was running in formation. The ball hits him. It's a fumble. Um, I believe it was po- uh, Poyer? Uh, pointer for uh, the Buffalo Bills recovered the fumble and and nobody on the defense really wanted to get after him and he was able to move maybe like 10-15 yards down the field before anyone with the pulse decided to push him out of bounds I think the Dolphins team has mailed it in clearly for the rest of the year give me the Houston Texans to keep it close within the seven but again wouldn't be surprised if they won and the Cincinnati Bengals I got them while we were recording at a lane two and a half points if it was you know plus three I might have looked at the Browns possibly but um, inside that key number here I like the Bengals to win and to cover the two and a half and right now I kind of got my eye on the Las Vegas Raiders as a three point favorite going up against the New York football Giants up in up in the uh, I believe it is up in the Meadowlands this week Uh, but I just I don't really know if I wanna put money on the Raiders right now, given everything that's been going on today with Henry Gruggs. So I you know I might sleep on it. I don't think the line's gonna move that much. Really? So I think it is I think it is gonna stay at, at the three. Um, but I have a lean towards the Raiders right now. So recap the best bets: Rams laying seven, Houston, Texas getting seven against the Miami Dolphins, and Cincinnati laying two and a half against the Browns, and a lean towards the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: Interesting. I I'm I'm gonna be curious to see if that line moves at least a half a point in the Giants' favor on this. I I, I it, it's tough to see with it with you know obviously with the news that came out that's it's pretty big news so. I I mean, I guess if it hasn't moved yet. I mean, it didn't budge.
0: Like, not to sound like that degenerate, but, like, it was kind of a quiet day at work today. So I was, like, I was looking. I'm looking at the news for for what's going on with Henry Ruggs. And I'm, like, and then when the news came out, I was, like, all right, I wonder, not to sound like that guy, but, like, what is the line movement going to be? And it didn't it didn't budge off a three burge. It was actually the 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 odds were originally minus 110 and then it actually became even money for the Raiders. So I don't know if like that's Vegas just trying to beg people to lay the three points with the Raiders right now because maybe everyone's just trying to jump in on the Giants catching three points at home. Um, but that's the, I, that's the only thing I can think of because it's even money right now. If you bet fifty bucks on the Raiders and they win, they cover. You are going to get one hundred bucks right there. So
1: it looks like it's. Uh, <coughs> I am I'm, I'm looking at it right now on DraftKings, the unofficial official sports book of the Pro Football Radio Podcast. Minus one hundred and fifty with the Raiders right now.
0: Ah, uh, okay. That must have changed. But.
1: Yeah, just uh, it must have just changed because. It, oh, you are looking at the money line, right? No, uh, yeah, money wise minus right. Yep. The yep, spread yep. is is even. Plus 100, it's uh, yep. plus one hundred. Yep. So you know, maybe it's just the there's got to be some lack of faith in in the Giants for that line I not mean, to move you're, because you're
0: using the headset excuse for Christ's sake.
1: So <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's got to be it's got to play into it. So you know, you know, we'll see. But you know, let's move it along here. Uh, we got the fantasy bullets with myself, the Burge. Um, you know, I kind of alluded a little bit to this uh, in the game preview, but my heart broke when I woke up Monday morning to hear about Derrick Henry with his broken foot. The guy hang on, been... Burge, hang on. i
0: got, I got to sing a song real quick. Uh,
1: Everybody hurts Yes. sometimes. Pain. It's a
0: safe space, Burge. Pain. Pain. Let it out.
1: Pain. I already have Christian McCaffrey <clears throat> on my roster. I went into the season with McCaffrey, and Derrick Henry is my – Qualified stud running backs that were going to carry me to the title. Both of them got hurt. Luckily, I might get McCaffrey back at some capacity at some point this season. But losing Derek Henry, absolutely hurt. Uh, you know, you can't replace the production that he's put up over the last eight weeks. I mean, guy was an absolute stud. Obviously, you know, he didn't do much in the game against the Colts even before he got hurt. Um, I... I don't want to say I panicked, but I made a trade today. Actually, it was made. Done Ooh! Yesterday. It was done. I love yesterday. trades. It was done yesterday, last night, but it was not fully processed until today. But I, I ended up again. We're talking dynasty format here, so obviously the the injury doesn't exactly play as much of a part in the dynasty format as it does in redraft because you get the player, uh, you know, rights to the player after the season. But I ended up shipping Derrick Henry out. I traded him along with the injured Travis Etienne, who is locked up on a cheap contract for four okay. years. Um, so it's kind of a uh, the the guy I traded with is a team that is not making the playoffs. So he's in the sell mode uh, in terms of his season. So he gets a you know he takes the risk, but he gets a a cost controlled running back who if he pops. Uh, will be, you know, a stud for his team for, for a couple of years under, you know, salary, with the salary cap, uh, very respectable salary. Um, so I shipped both of them out, Um, and I received one Aaron Jones Ooh. and a third-round draft pick in the rookie draft. So the third-round draft picks are basically, you know, you basically take a dart in a dark room and throw it at a wall and hope you hit on it. Um, so not really a whole lot of value there, but getting Aaron Jones, he's also expiring contracts, so that's kind of the, the motivation to the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, just to kind of give you a you know an insight a little bit on to how Dynasty works. I know it's not exactly a fully popular model of fantasy football, but um, it's by far my favorite format just because it's as close as you get in fantasy football to, to building a NFL team and being an NFL GM, if that, if that makes sense. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I'm kind of in an all-in mode this year. Like I said, I have McCaffrey. I have, you know, Devontae Adams. He's expiring at the end of the year. I have, you know, Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf, Michael Pittman. I have a, a pretty loaded roster around this, so I needed to, to invest in my team. So I, I went and I did that. I sacrificed the potential future of ETN to, to go out and, and try to win now. Uh, that being said, I'm not done with my trade deadline. I still have rookie draft picks that I can trade, and I'd like to get a little bit of insurance at that running back position. Uh, just given McCaffrey's injuries, and you know when he comes back, are if the Panthers suck? Are they gonna actually roll him out there to try to you know win games at this point, which has a direct impact on a player's fantasy performance? Uh, so you know we'll see what happens with that. It was heartbreaking. I I wasn't expecting to keep Derrick Henry past this year, so it kind of was a it was basically an ETN in Henry's rights for a bona fide running back, a top running back in fantasy football and Aaron Jones. It was a, kind of a no brainer decision for me. I, I was a little bit apprehensive at first, but I just, you know what? I was like, screw it. I'm, I am I got to do it and, you know, we'll see what happens and I'll react after that. Um, obviously trade deadlines in fantasy football. If they haven't passed, usually they don't pass until about week nine or week 10. Right. Um, you know, so now's your time to, to go out and, and, and either bot, you know, try to improve your team for the year. If you're even in a contention, if you're in a pre-draft league and you're, you know, you haven't won a game or you're, you've won one. AKA Jay Chima with the absolute injuries that that guy has had. It's like feel a walking h- mash unit. I <laughs> feel his pain. I he's telling me he hates fantasy football. And this don't and buy that. that
0: shit. He says it every year.
1: I believe it, but it, it's it's the way it goes, and that's why that again, this this kind of plays into my point why. Dynasty is the way to go if you really are enjoying drafting players and, and playing fantasy football because it's not all about this year. It's mm-hmm. it's not a keeper league. It's not where you keep one guy. Blah blah blah. You're keeping your full team and you're building a roster. So I, I feel his pain. I've been there. I've lost a lot of my top guys and had to mail it in early and just not care because my team is injury riddled. I mean, it seems to me. And again, I was talking about this with one of my buddies. The injuries this year, especially to the running backs, have been awful. You know, you're yep. dealing with, you know, you got McCaffrey going out, you got Saquon getting hurt, you got obviously what happened with Derrick Henry. Antonio Gibson has been banged up all year. It just seems like it has been an absolutely horrid year for fantasy. And if you look back 15, 20 years, you know, back to the days of and Tomlinson and Sean Alexander and Ricky Williams, you never saw these kinds of injuries. It just played through it, and they were studs the whole way through. So, it's just it's one of those things where you know, that's that's the name of the game.
0: <laughs> you yep, hate to say it. Yep. That's the
1: name of the game.
0: Well, you gotta love fantasy. Gotta ride the highs and
1: ride the lows. You, you, you gotta be you gotta be happy with uh with Kyle Pitts a little bit here, especially with Calvin Ridley being out. That's a whole other right, fantasy discussion. Right,
0: but... exactly. Uh, I mean you know i hope i hope uh, calvin Ridley's able to you know off the field Absolutely. in real life get Absolutely. his stuff squared away you know come back when you're ready kind of situation but you know we're in that kind of business we you know there's fantasy implications i, I really hope that uh Kyle Pitts is going to pop off this week but naturally it didn't friggin' happen um <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> maybe maybe that turns uh this week uh we'll find out again gotta ride the ride the ride highest to highs and lowest to lows but Um, Burge, kind of like a, a waiver wire question, just because I was thinking about this again, going back to Henry Ruggs here, are you rushing to the waiver wire to pick up Brian Edwards if he's available?
1: I would, I would absolutely pick him up. Um, you know, Darren Waller has been, has been banged up, uh, there in that, in that Raiders offense. Uh, they don't really have much else besides him. And Henry Yeah, I mean Renfro. Renfro has been Renfro actually has been a very, very stable fantasy guy. I picked him up in one of my dynasty leagues to just kind of be a depth piece by week filler. Um he's been good, but he's not he's not like a he's he's a slot guy. He's not gonna get you the big plays, he's gonna catch balls. Um, you know, after Hunter Renfro, I mean there's nobody else really in that wide receiver room. So I, I, I I'm not saying pick him up, start him immediately but if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up. I mean, I know I have him in, in, in a couple of my leagues where I was ready to drop him, and uh, I didn't do it. And I'm thankful now. Sadly, I'm thankful. I You know, you know what I mean uh, yep. when I say that. Um, but I'm happy I have him on my team. I, I think that if the Raiders are going to be successful, they're going to have to involve him. And given the injuries to Josh Jacobs, uh, you know he's been dinged up most of the year. Kenyon Drake obviously is a is a pretty good backup to have. Uh, you know, as a running back in the, the number two in that offense, you can catch balls too. Um, but you you know you gotta you gotta take a flyer on him if you got a roster spot, you got a guy hurt out for the year, or you know you got an IR guy uh, you moved a guy to IR. Uh, definitely take a flyer on him. I mean, I was pretty high on him going into the season. Uh, I thought that you know he beat out John Brown in training camp to to kind of solidify that 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 third spot in that receiving core. So maybe this is this is what he needs to kind of you know jumpstart his career a bit. Uh, I was high actually on him coming out of the draft too um, mm. for fantasy purposes. So you know absolutely worth the worth the flyer if you have the ability to do it.
0: So Brian Edwards story, I had him on my bench last week and he was on a bye and the person I was going up against needed was pretty thin at the wide receiver, not that it fucking mattered because I lost in the end, but I was like, all right, Calvin Ridley's not playing, like Russell Gage is probably going to be the next man up, so I dropped Brian Edwards for Russell Gage and now I'm like in that awkward in between because I'm freaking 4 and 4 right now. So like I'm halfway between like the waiver claims and the guy that has Henry Ruggs is number two on the waiver order and I'm I've, I've been kicking myself all day of man you held on to Brian Edwards this long you couldn't Ooh. just ride it out one more goddamn week, Uh, Verge was so mad. It's so one of those mad. things
1: though in fantasy though you can't kick yourself for a move like that you can't yep. do it it's just it's just if you're gonna if you're gonna play fantasy football and enjoy it you have to kind of uh get past the getting pissed about doing stuff like that because otherwise you're not going to enjoy it like you right. made the right move at the time you yep. made the right move at the time and if you get them back great try to get them back but if you can't it's you know you made the right move at the time so it, 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 look at me playing playing cards at Foxwoods it's kind of the same thing i i make the right play and i lose i i can't beat myself over it i can't beat True. myself up over it it's just bad luck and yep. a lot of, especially when it comes to in-season fantasy football, you're driven by luck. Everything yes. is luck. You can build the best team like I did in, in the preseason of fantasy football. I built this juggernaut. Everybody picked me to be the number one. I'm still doing pretty good, but obviously I can't predict. I mean, you could have predicted maybe CMC getting hurt, but can't predict the, the broken foot in week nine or week eight by Derrick Henry. Can't predict that. And mm-hmm. you know you, you made the right moves, and sometimes you just got to chalk it up to just sheer bad luck. Yep. Pain. Yeah. Well,
0: that's yeah. all I got for that's fantasy all I got. questions. I'm good. All right, let's plug get this up. shit up. Got to got to get some food in me. I mean, Having uh, I ran straight home from work and fired <laughs> up the old laptop, so we get this uh, get this over with. Th- but
1: thanks for not chewing on the on the on the podcast. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> I hate it when people do it to me on the phone, so <laughs> yeah. I ain't gonna do that to you. So this episode of the Pro Football Radio Podcast and previous episodes of the pod can be found on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, YouTube and apple podcast on youtube the captain of the ship he's on short-term ir but he's going to do his magic to get some videos up for you guys be sure to hit that subscribe button that little bell right beneath the video so you get notified when the new video is available in the feed apple podcast be sure to leave a five-star review helps with the algorithm gets us promoted out to the masses uh social media wise facebook and instagram pro football radio podcast the twitter machine at PFR Podcast. I'm on Twitter, Brando underscore Puma. Jay Chima, the captain of the ship, is on there at Jay Chima. And our senior analyst, Eric Burgess, a.k.a. the Burge, is on the Twitter machine at Burge the Goalie. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, download, share with your friends, share with your family. Hit us up on the DMs. DMs are open on all the social media platforms. And uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be back next week, and uh, hopefully the captain will re- be recovering from his little uh, bout of a cold, get his little theraflu. We'll see what other nicknames he's got going on. Ugh. You know, buckle hey. up, Burge.
1: Hope you enjoyed this one. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick before you plug it up, uh, don't don't forget to check us out on TikTok. Um, yes, yes, is going to get us up and running here. I, you know, once we get the uh, get that all set up, we'll uh, be sure to let you know on uh, on our social media platforms, and uh, yeah, be sure to give us a follow on uh, on TikTok as well.
0: Yeah, uh, yes sir, yes sir. Other than that, that's all I got. Viacondio, peace.